a series like hey this movie w- would play better as a series because how many times are you looking at your watch in a movie oh tons of times but also i don't think that's because it should be played better in a series is because my attention span has gone away because i have this little device you know that you know makes me happier than watching the rock trying to act hello and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of movie guys podcast you can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com you know, I, I've never really been a Weird Al fan. I kind of am, but I kind of not. I was a Weird Al fan in 99, and then I was pretty much done. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Well, I'm a bigger Weird Al fan than I am a Roku fan. Oh, why? Who uses Roku anymore? What is what is a Roku? Well, Roku is uh, Roku and Amazon Fire Stick are like, like Apple and Android, right? Uh, Xbox and PlayStation. It's the same thing, just different marketing <laughs> maybe it's, it's the i'm thing. biased then because i'm so used to using a gaming console for all of my streaming needs it feels and like I, a roku is like the first gift your mom got for streaming yes yes 100 percent. because i gave my mom that gift for <laughs> for streaming uh because she didn't understand it um also well, something i don't understand dude uh either is that since we're talking about weird you watch this on a gaming console i watched this on my amazon fire cube how did we get the roku channel it would be like if you turned on your playstation and there's an advertisement for xbox how is this app on those other platforms it's i mean money right i know it's the same i, I don't know i want to like compare it to the reason why or uh to the likeness of netflix having a blockbuster series now oh well okay well they're doing that because they're being cheeky but I, I was just I was just weird because it, it's com, it's competitors and it just seems oh you know what there was uh what we were watching something I don't know if it was on like Hulu or Peacock or Amazon or one of those and they were advertising for Slumberland which was on Netflix okay that's weird yeah so that's weird. I, again we're at this point where they're doing cross promo from from one to the other just because they need it like they they know where the audience is that's what people are watching yeah i was confused for a minute uh because i was on hulu the other day and there was uh andor was on there and i was like i thought this is a disney plus thing i was like oh that's right that's right disney owns hulu so why not put what's on disney plus onto hulu yes no roku the roku channel we're talking about the weird al yankovic movie weird starring uh harry potter himself daniel rake rightcliffe rakecliffe Ravenclaw, one of those. Keep going. Um, I just, uh, I was surprised because this was on the Roku channel. Um, and I was surprised we got this for free. No pirating. You just download the Roku channel and there's a couple ads in the beginning and a couple ads at the end. And it's a brisk hour 45. That's all that. So look it up. If you have, you, you don't have to have a Roku to have the Roku channel. You don't have to sign up. You just download the app. Or you could uh, just go online and just watch it on a, on a online on a browser. What you can do browser browser. Just one of on your yeah on your Firefox on your Opera Safari. There used to be an whatever one whatever yeah <laughs> is that what you're using Explorer? No, Are you no, an I've, Edge guy? I've no no I haven't used uh, those in years and I've used Opera since college. Um, so yeah, the beginning of the show, I, I, I said, I'm, I'm kind of weird off and kind of not, uh, I, I became, I always knew of weird Al, like before 99, but his album running with scissors was like, was big 
at the time. Big for me, too, because that had the saga really? begin, right? It had the saga begin, which was the American Pie version uh, for Star Wars. And I loved that song. I still sing the chorus once in a while when I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> um, you know, so, no, I've, and plus... Running with Scissors had a lot of other songs that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, but after that, I kind of got over it, you know. And then as I got older, like in my teenage years, I, I discovered, you know, like Amish Paradise and um, uh, Bedrock Anthem and all those early 90 ones, right? Uh, so I know of Weird Al. I, I just don't go out and seek them out. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like, uh, oh, new Weird Al album. Let's go listen to Tacky. And I'm just not into it. Are you? <laughs> No, this was fun when I was a kid. Uh, that's about it. Y- right. You grow out of it and you think, well, that's that was Silly. fun. Yeah. Silly. Silly. <laughs> I'm so, trying to think uh, where I was uh, first. Like when I I remember when I first heard of Weird Al. I do remember I was at Scout going to Scout camp. It was like summer and my parents dropped me off at like the school and we carpool to whatever a scout camp and we you know stay there for like the weekend or something like that and the scout mom that drove us there her kid was like one of those kids that were like talk back to his mom he was like whoa it blew my mind i didn't yeah. know you could do that yeah cool kid yeah yeah and he played oh goodness which one is it i'm, I'm trying to He's the kid uh, I, that like, I had the discography yeah. here. I think it was like, uh, is there a song called Nature Path to Hell or something like that? I don't think that's a, what. Well, why? What? <laughs> the, one of the old, old ones. This was okay, uh, so like one of his like early 80s ones. Yeah, something like that. I'm, I'm looking at the, the track listing because uh, um, that was, you know. One, I remember uh, because she tried to. There was a he, the he, word hell was in it, and the mom tried to like lower it. She said, "I don't want you kids hearing that." And the kid was like, "If, if you don't want us hear it, then I'm just gonna say it every time you you lower the volume." I was like, "This is awesome. <laughs> Scout camp is awesome. Coolest kid ever." Um, yeah. So like, so when we found out that uh, Daniel Rycliffe is playing Weird Al, I was. I was indifferent about it because I'm kind of lukewarm on him until I saw the production stills. When I saw him looking, he looks just like him. Yeah. He looks dude. just like him, dude. And like Weird Al himself is in this movie as a producer, meet, meeting a music producer in, in the movie. And it's like, I said to my wife when we watched it last night, I was like, wouldn't it be weird if you were Weird Al, like in real life, like acting the scene, talking to you yourself? Like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, but, yeah, so I was interested to see this because I saw Danny Rickliff. And I'm really, really glad that a week ago we watched um, a Weird Al late night talk show with him and Daniel Rickliff. I think we we're talking. I think it was Seth Meyer. And uh, they were like, yeah, no, this is like 98 percent not accurate. <laughs> and I was kind of disappointed in that, man, because, like, I want I don't want like um a, uh, a walk the line Weird Al Yankovic movie. You know what I mean? But I want something to make me actually care about the character because I don't care about the character in the beginning and I don't care about the character at the end. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, right. but th- this thing, f- fans, if you have not listened to the, if, sorry, if you've not watched this movie yet, it is 98% not accurate. Uh, spoiler alert him and Madonna take down Pablo Escobar. 
So it's not accurate at all. Um, so like, how do you feel about that? Right. I mean, like, how do you feel like, did you want a walk the line kind of serious weird Al? Did you kind of want something in the middle or do you want something Looney Tunes like this? It's, I knew it was coming. Uh, and the reason why, oh yeah. And here we go. Weird Al nature trail to hell, by the way. The whole time I was talking, you were looking it up, weren't you? I was looking up his entire photography, but I mean, his, his everything. But here's the thing is that I, I knew going into this that there wasn't much of a story to tell. I had heard from Weird Al in, I forgot which interview online, that um, they came to him with this idea and he kind of added to it and he was like, okay, to it. But I remember um, hearing whatever tour it was, if it was the writers, the director, or whomever for this saying that there's no story for for Weird Al. They wanted there to be something where there was a scandalous, where there was, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and polka. But instead, it was just a guy who basically followed the rules, and everyone just loved him for being a cool and genuine person. And that's just it. And he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. He, he you know, he... He's a family favorite. He's he's good for all ages. Like he doesn't swear. Like everyone's just like, all right, this guy's just nice. Uh, and so it just kind of it was one of those rare things where it just worked. The album that I broke through on was Bad Hair Day. Oh, that's the one with uh, Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. Yes. Yep. Uh, and so I remember this album uh, pretty well. Uh, I remember Phony Calls. Uh, don't go make it phony calls. Mm-hmm. Please stick to the seven-digit numbers you're used to. Uh, this was top-tier writing, and <laughs> as a as a kid, I was probably like uh, I don't know, junior high or you know, getting to, in there to junior high at this time, and uh, kind of hearing this was I don't know, it's just it's just a comedy. Gump, remember that one? Yeah, he's Gump. He's Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is that that's actually kind of messed up, though, in a way, right? That the producers like wanted to make a Weird Al movie, and they were trying, they were fishing for scandals, something to make an interesting story, and nothing. Like it's kind of messed up, meaning that not messed up for Al, but like like messed up that these guys were trying to fish for something and nothing, because this guy's generally like not a bad dude. Like those are out there. It's more messed up to say about the industry that, well, well, yeah, yeah. you know, the one that broke through without any of that sinful stuff. Yeah. Yes. No, I was, so, so I was really excited. So, yes. Yeah, so let's get into it. Right. So so last night I uh, I asked my wife, did you want to see weird? She goes, yeah, she is a weird owl. I'm not going to say she's a weird owl fan. She's kind of like me, you know, me and you like she likes the music, but she doesn't like seek it out. And uh, right away, it reminded me of uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story in the beginning with the dad. I was yeah. I was because because what I'm talking about is there's a scene where the where this dad's this overbearing dad and the mom is just like that stereotype. Oh, whatever father says. And young Al wants to play the accordion or uh, not. I'm sorry, he doesn't want to play, but he wants to perform and his dad at the dinner table. And his dad just out of nowhere is just like, you see what happens at the factory? And he just has a missing hand. And it's just that just 
that just makes me giggle. <laughs> it was just like the wrong kid died. Like as a boy, of... all I wanted to do was just make parody songs. <laughs> or wait, what did he say? Uh, replace the the words to 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 the song that are that other people wrote. Right. I mean, right off the bat, within the first two minutes, if you don't know, this is not accurate. You got it right here. Um, but I actually one of my favorite characters in this movie is the dad. The dad's hilarious because he just seems like every stereotype dad in these biopics that you would see. Right. Loved him. I love you. See he what happens a, to me at the factory. He does a good <laughs> job with it. That Toby Huss um, is the actor. I, I think he's he, he always does that stereotypical um, like guy, though. Yeah, but I like it. And I, I think he was good in it. And then, of course, we get uh, later on. We get traveling salesman, which I guess this part is true. Al said this in a in a in a in a in the late night uh, interview that this part was true that there was a traveling salesman that was selling accordions, and his mom bought him an accordion. Everything else after that was not, you know, like the massive violent beat up. But uh, played by play like played by my guy, one of my favorites, Lieutenant Dangle, new boot goofing. Yeah, Thomas Lennon. There's a, again just so many. I I will stick with the dad, by the way. Toby also being my favorite. He he plays Artie, by the way, from Pete and Pete, the strongest is, man in the that, world. That is him, isn't it? The strongest man in the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was such a heartbreaking episode when he leaves Pete. Because but, uh, that's, that's a metaphor, anyway. Cameo city here because oh, before yeah. these guys even came in, you had Lin Manuel Miranda as the doctor. And I know how much you loved Hamilton, and you probably spotted him out right away. Uh, by the way, Dietrich uh, Bader is the gristled narrator voice. Who's that? Uh, Dietrich uh, Bader. He's played in a lot of stuff. Um, he was in, like, Drew Carey show. Uh, he was in, like, Beverly Hillbillies office space. Two girls at the same time, man. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, got him. So, no, I mean, like, uh, the massive beat-up scene was absolutely hilarious. I loved how uh, Lieutenant Dangle there was just coughing up blood. Loved that. That was hilarious, yeah. Yeah, but not as hell... This is this is where I started to lose it, dude. Like, so right after Kid Al gets the accordion, he's, like, 16 years old on a bus, and these kids are, like, nice to him. And they want him to sneak out and have Straw Boy. Straw Boy is where you... Makers, it's, it's, it's hey boy, it's hey boy, and it's it's hey made to look like you while you're sleeping, <laughs> which I just absolutely love that. And these kids are nice, right? So I'm like, okay, I look at my wife and I'm just like, okay, so they're going to take him to this party and they're gonna make fun of him, right? Because we've been there, done that. What I dig about this movie is that he shows up to this party and it's a polka party <laughs> in high school. <laughs> And like he's just like, you guys take me to a polka party. You guys can't take me to a polka party. And is this this is hilarious. I wish this actually existed because you got you got you got good looking high school kids walked around talking about this genre of polka or this musician of polka. It is absolutely hysterical. I love Minnesota sound. I want to know what the Minnesota sound is for polka. Oh, well, it's the John Candy and the what are the polka kings in the from home alone? Oh, the polka. Okay, all right, all right. Polka, polka, polka. Okay. No, I just, I just, I just was laughing on that one. And then, of course, you know, uh, um, they challenge him to uh, uh, to play the accordion. He reluctantly does, 
and he kills it. And then another part that just made me laugh uh, was somebody comes in from outside. The cops are here. <laughs> yeah, that was the great, cop, too. The uh, cops the, are she here. Just, <laughs> she just busts in. The cops are here. It's just like, uh, yeah, to break up the, the polka party. To break up the mild polka party. And then, of course, the cops take him home. And, he's, and the cops are like, we caught your son at a polka party. I just loved it. Oh, Scott what? Ackerman, the cop. Yeah, this whole uh, part, I think, was was hilarious uh, just because of how ridiculous. It, it's still, the, the movie's finding its groove here, and right. it's getting to this, this silliness. I think is just funny, especially because it has his friends provoking him to play the accordion, right. and him being, no, I don't. I don't know. Come on, guys. I don't want to do this. And right. they force him in, in under pressure. And he blows everyone's mind with his amazing accordion ability skill. Right. Now, now typical uh, celebrity movie, this will be the scene where, you know, the friends are daring him to drink or do drugs or have sex. Right. And this is where he where that character would have indulged into those things. So, so dumb. I, I think it's great. You know, and I really wish. That it it was one of those situations where it happened. I wish it happened to me at one point. I'm sure for something sure. so dumb. I wish you went to a party that was like, oh, this is a Simpsons party, and we need somebody who knows a lot about Simpsons trivia. Oh man, uh, guys, oh, Eric, can you help? No, not me, please. Oh, what? <laughs> you need my help? Oh, guys, gee whiz, I can't help you. Like, well, episode. <laughs> we need That's... someone who knows. Yeah. Episode 17, season four is Camp Krusty, and <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yep. Actually, uh, that's funny. Um, you know, so then we get, we get Daniel Ray, Rycliffe, Rycliffe, Harry Potter, whatever. Um, I like him in this. I, I He looks just like Al in the 80s. Like, this Hold guy is, this guy's legit. Can you really not say his name? Is it Daniel Rycliffe or Rycliffe? There's no, there's no way that you heard either of those pronunciations. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. I are you looking at it right now? Or are you looking? No, I'm looking at, at you. Name? You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. Okay. Do you need to spell it? Like uh, I I'm want just, you to to look at. No, I I'm. You want me to do this? You want me to do this? Okay. Put Daniel. put just your mid. Just put the Midwest on it. Pinch your nose if you need to, and just oh. look at it. Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe, buddy. Rad. It, oh, come on. It's, it's, it's Raid or Rad. It's the same thing as Amish or Amish. It's the same thing. Are right? You, are you, is that what you're doing, the tomato tomato type of person? Is, 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 am I wrong? Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Is it I'm trying to, Well, I was trying to say your, I was going to think of your last name to, to do a, a short A instead of a long A, but then it would just sound so dumb, probably. <laughs> Let me. What's, What's the difference between D and the D and Sail the kill? Sal kill? Sal. Sal. Sal kill? So not, not, so it's Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Well, we, yeah, we put it up time on this, right? Yeah, that's, anyway, uh, he looks great as hell. Um, I like the mustache. I like the hair. This is great. By the way, this was filmed in 18 days. Yeah, Which well, I, uh, you, you can tell by <laughs> my not surprise face. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I question because I asked my wife this question. I'm asking you this question. too. I was confused. So we see him as a 20 something, maybe. Right. 
and he's living in this very nice apartment in California with his friends. Are are those his friends from high school at the polka party, or are these just random dudes? <laughs> because these are the most encouraging best friends anybody ever had in the history of of the human existence. They all love polka. <laughs> uh, not just polka. Like, the, these guys are like, I mean, Eric, you and I are good friends, but these guys are like, these guys are like legit. You know, yeah, like, no, like not, not a darn, like no, no harassing each other or nothing. Just like, dude, like you're like, you're like awesome. Like, where, where is this coming from? I love yeah. these friends. These, these guys, guys are basically are, are how Brian May writes the rest of the band for Queen. Nice. By the way, uh, that scene comes up earlier. I'm just going to tell you now since you brought it up. Um, did you hear, not here, but did you read it? IMDb that they asked, um, if they could do Freddie Mercury lookalike in that scene uh, with another one rides the bus and, and they all said, no, you had to do the bassist or you're not going to do it. <laughs> they made, did the bassist know that? Yeah. I can't, I, we call the bassist because can't even gave yeah, pull up his, know name. his name. The, uh, the uh, ginger curly head guy. Yeah. They were like, like they're like, no, man, you're not going to do Freddie, but you can do the bassist. I'm going to see if I can find John Deacon. Yeah, yeah, John Deacon. They're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm basis of Queen. Anyway, uh, so these yeah, friends are great. All these cameos, though, in There's that pool party, because you had Jack Black. Cool. Okay, well, uh, well, well, just before we do the pool party, just real quick, let's let's talk about the first big hit, right? Um, he, he's making a sandwich, and he's trying to figure out what he wants. His, <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the way, that part got me. <laughs> I don't know if that part got you, but like, his friends were like, hey, since you're up in the kitchen, do you mind making us a sandwich? And he's just like, yeah, I'll make you guys a sandwich. Like, that was weird, but okay, that's fun. <laughs> and and I'm just like, it's like, what? Like, hey, Eric, while you're getting me a beer, can you make me a bologna sandwich, right? I'm doing that as a joke, bologna yeah, sandwich. No. And, of course, he's just, my bologna. One of the other little fun things is that he keeps on hearing my Sharona, my Sharona. And uh, the guy is like, what's wrong with this radio? It's skipping. It's like, that's ridiculous. And yeah, and then he, and then he writes the hit, My Bologna. This part is true as well, too. This is actually true. Al said in the late night interview um, that, well, majority of this part's not true. But what's true is that he recorded My Bologna in a truck stop restroom with his friends. Sure. I, I like that, that there are little nuggets of truth that are right. in this this movie that are, are are taken and then exaggerated right so but other parts were very very silly this being one of them it was yeah, this was right away. very 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 silly and i think at this point i think i i started to get up as to move around started, mm-hmm. to, do some, <laughs> started to do some stretches not you yet know? not for me yet I'll I'll tell you when I started to do some stretches, but he goes to this um he goes to this open mic, he does Rocky Road to this you know stereotypical crowd of this biker crowd like kind of like kind of like the Pee Wee Herman thing and the Pee Wee's Big Adventure <laughs> just wins them over, does the Rocky Road thing. Oh, uh, Patton Oswalt in the crowd. Patton Oswalt on the crowd, and then he also meets um a dude from the office, Dwight. He's playing a real a, a real person. This magician is he? Is he a musician? Is he a magician? Who is this guy? Doctor Dementor, uh, Doctor D 
Segmento. Uh, he's a radio host. He he's does a radio. radio. Yeah, it does like a radio comedy hour. And uh, who was a big influence for um, Weird Al growing up, I guess. That is part of true, too, is that when he was a kid, he got a spot on Dr. Demento. Um, and that was like his, his influence. And I'm sure that that was some pretty big encouragement um, to continue on with his polka ing. Yeah, his polka polka ing. Is, is that a verb? Polka-ing. Yeah. So then of course, uh, this is where he meets himself, right? He goes to we have the we have the Bohemian Rhapsody moment where where Weird Al is playing the record producer, kind of like Mike Myers is playing the producer. Yeah. Nobody's gonna head Bane to Queen, you know, this whole thing. And they're like, man, like also another cameo from Oh God, that guy I've seen him in tons of shows. The other guy that was with Weird Al, Will Forte. Yeah, Will Forte. Last thing I seen him in was The Last Man on Earth, which didn't last that long. Um, remember that show? Yep. Well, I, I, I yeah, I remember yeah. the show. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched the first season. It was bad. So anyway, so then we go to this famous pool scene, right, where we're at, where Weird Al has to meet everybody. We get Alice Cooper here. We get uh, Andy Warhol, played by. Uh, uh, oh my God! I didn't get his name last time. Conan. Conan. Thank you. Played by Conan. We get Jack Black. We get Conan. Uh, geez. Uh, Deacon. Yeah, Paul. Paul Tompkins. Yeah. Dimitri Martin. Everyone. Uh, at least a lot of people. Uh, what are that? Like some D-list <laughs> celebrities. All the a mix. A, a mix of celebrities. All the weird ones. And Jack Black's character was like. You're not that good. If you were so good, you would come up with a song right now. And then that's what Weird Al does. Another one rides the bus. So I don't want to go on scene for scene like I have been doing. Uh, but there's, but I'm going to tell you when I started to check out. And that is where he meets Madonna. By the way, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, is that who played Madonna? Yep. I have seen this woman's career from the beginning all the way to now. I remember her in 13. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, oh. interesting to see. Uh, yeah, kind of if if blossom into the actress they are, the actor. If if she would have um, played like an actual Madonna biop, like I think she'd be great. She looks just like her. She did a good job. She did a great job. But Weird Al meets her because she wants to be alified. Is that the word? Yes, which this uh, I, I believe was also a weird thing as well. To, not to the extent that that they made it, um, but they're talking about the the Weird Al bump. Weird Al bump, thank you. Yeah, where Weird Al can bump him, and I guess this part's true. Madonna did go up to him and ask if she, if uh, if he could do like a virgin. Yeah, uh, that is a cool thing uh, for Weird Al to get to a certain point where your parody. Give status, right? And we're we obviously surpassed that point, and I think that that is something that shows to the legacy of Weird Al, right? right? That if you know that you made it, or that your song is a banger, a legendary hit, if Weird Al makes a parody of it, right? Which is okay. Which is now it gets crazy. Now it gets ridiculous to where Weird Al is the number one musician artist of all time. Nobody ever, ever comes close to him. And then he eats. This is where uh, I check out. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is where I check out too. When he eats 
guacamole laced with LSD, and he has that horrible trip. And it checks me out, man. Like other movies that does before, I get checked out at. Uh, one of the movies that come to mind that I always fast forward to uh, when it happens is the Beavis and Butthead do America trip scene. <laughs> you know, Rob Zombie did. Yeah, that. yeah. I just and it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. So while he's on this trip, though, this bad trip of this LSD, this is where we discover that he he comes up with an original song, "Eat It" or Michael Jackson's "Beat It." And everybody loves it. Eat It's the greatest song ever. And then six months later, this guy named Michael Jackson comes out with Beat It and claims that Weird Al parried him. This was funny. This part was funny. But what but but what got me looking at my watch was him drinking in drugs. Not because I don't condone or like it. It's just because it doesn't follow the character. There's a big chunk of this movie where he was just drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. And I didn't like it. It just didn't sit right. Well, that's where I, yeah, I, I was thinking that this is probably just parodying a lot of those other movies. Um, the part where he's on stage and he, with his shirt off and with the Jack Daniels and his leather pants, that's the doors, right? Like, that's the yeah. Jim Morrison. At least that's what it looked like to me. And that's just what it looked like to me, yeah. Talking smack to the, to the crowd. Uh, good on you, Daniel Radcliffe, by the way. You look great. And like that, whatever. That's uh, that's what I thought that, that was, and it, it that's again, we're yeah, this kind of point, it's kind of pointless. We're just like, all right, well, we didn't really yeah, need need this. I I like the Rambo stuff is pretty funny. I understand that, but all this other stuff is kind of silly. If you had him doing other outrageous things without it being the darker part of it it may have been more entertaining instead yeah. of it being him going into this depression of alcohol and drugs but again maybe that's what we thought was going to happen because it's a typical musical story right sex yeah, drugs, this, rock and roll this would happen right yeah i mean like because I'm, I'm checked out on board and then he's at a diner with madonna and he's lost everybody and madonna's like let's do all these things you're gonna be pretty much like my backup and he's just like all right whatever and then all of a sudden she gets kidnapped and then the movie turns into John Wick. Like he just starts like destroying people, right? And then he goes to what Mexico, Colombia, because Pablo Escobar has kidnapped Madonna, so Al could perform at his birthday. Uh huh. And then they end up killing Pablo Escobar, and then Madonna's like, "Hey, look, dude, uh, we just killed him, so now we're gonna be." kingpins and well i am you're not and he's just like now nah, i ain't gonna do it the part that made me start laughing again is when he walks away and she's a bad shot and every bullet misses him by a mile he's just walking away i mean like but this stuff i can tell from your attitude with this that that you're checked out and i'm checked out but there are certain flares that are happening right so it makes me wonder if this movie's good or this movie's not at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the re- – now, okay, tell me you got back into it at this part. He goes back home. His mom looks like my mom from the 80s <laughs> with the shoulder pads yeah, and the chin. And, uh, and his dad's like, I'm going to tell you the truth about the accordion. And he shows <laughs> – he shows Al that he was he was actually from an Amish community, and he wrote a song called Amish Paradise. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is not even accurate at all because Amish Paradise happened in the 90s, not in the 80s. Um, and of course, you know, he has a rekindle, right? This is the part of the, the of the typical musician story where everybody comes back and everybody loves each other. And he does his big song with an assassination at the end. Right? Yep. And epilogue. <laughs> All the pictures. So you got you got you got you got a little quiet at the end. So I'm asking before we get our popcorn ratings. Are you not talking because you're checked out of this movie completely when Madonna comes in? Are you bored? Well, I was letting you letting you talk it through, letting you explain it to be honest. It's yeah, a little bit, but you also explained it. Well, I agree with you. This at this point the movie is going down, but there are little moments in it that are funny. There are little moments in it that make me laugh and think, well that's in that moment, I guess that's funny, but the whole everything else is just silly and uh ridiculous. Uh even for this movie which already established itself as being silly and ridiculous, it keeps on going there and kind of went over to the line maybe too much. I wasn't willing oh. to go that far maybe. Um but that's that it is what what it is. Uh I think uh, certain parts were were fun like when he comes back and works at the factory yeah. and he he doesn't know really what he's doing and he pushes a button and then in the background there's a machine eating somebody. Yeah, like I mean, like this. That was fantastic. I like that. This this movie reminds me of those '80s and '90s comedies, like like Basketball, Naked Gun. Like it has those kind of weird slapstick. This reminds kinda... me of Kids in the Hall. This reminds me of uh, Adult Swim. Oh, uh, okay. this is alternative comedy. This is what this movie is. I um, don't know what alternative comedy is. I never heard of that term. You never heard of like an alternative comedy before, like uh, something that is like a cult comedy. Uh, I would probably say just a lot of the stuff that you'd see on uh, Adult, Adult Swim, or maybe like a, a late night kind of like MTV. Like maybe some Butthead would be alternative comedy for its for its age, or like okay. uh, what's another MTV stuff? Syphil and Ollie. Wasn't there one called Brain where a guy had a big head, or just called Head? Uh yeah, that's not a comedy though. That was a kind of a drama. Uh, the the man show is alternative comedy. Uh, the alternative stuff on Adult Swim is like I don't know Tim and Eric, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, I know Aqua Team. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just say uh, my any of these ringing a bell. Yeah, a, a particular type of comedy. It's a niche type of of humor, and there are many types of it across the board. I would compare this movie to that. Okay, all right. Well, with that being said, let's get into a proper ending with this. Um, I'm I'm kind of torn. I don't know what I want to give it. I, and I and I thought maybe like you always do, Eric. You always kind of turn me one way or another. Um, but I think I'm gonna get a small on this one, not because of the acting. Like like I think I think I think Daniel did a great job. Um, I thought Weird Al himself was actually pretty good. I don't think my issue is with the actors. I think my issue is that this is an hour and they, and they stretch it out to an hour 45. That's what I think the issue is. It, it lost its stamina quick. 
and it, it it was and then the rest of the movie it was trying so hard to stop itself from drowning and that's kind of my issue with it like i'm probably not going to see it again um either either this movie is trying to be alternative comedy like you said or it's trying to be walk the line with dewey cox you know what i mean and i think i kind of wanted that movie so i don't I don't hate it. I guess this is a very, very high small bag. If you're a Weird Al fan, check it out. But I just, I just don't think overall, as as a movie, this is probably the weaker one of the weaker ones we reviewed this year. Like it's just not a good movie. So then, Eric, what is your popcorn weight rating for Weird? Yeah, all of that, all of that. It's all of that. It's okay. a, all of that. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a small. I I did enjoy it for what it was. It just wasn't much. That's that's just kind of all that needs to be said. Uh, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and I didn't get a whole lot. It was a dumb movie, but everyone committed to to the joke. I I enjoyed all the cameos. It was great. I I enjoyed the way it it moved. There could have been. Again, a lot of things that they could have cut out and it would have, I don't know if it would have made the movie better. It certainly wouldn't have made it worse. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Madonna stuff was fun. Um, the ridiculousness of, of him shooting everyone at Pablo Escobar. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I love that part. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, for him to like go in the hospital, whatever, and have Lim Manuel Miranda revive him, and then give me a pen and paper, and writes down and writes a number like two surgeon. pencil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, having the movie end with him dying at the right. award show is uh, is kind of unusual. But uh, again, I don't think this movie was trying to be anything else, and um, I appreciate it for that. Otherwise, this probably would have been like a no bag. But I don't know. I'm I'm not in college anymore, and I don't get that that silly, goopy stoned when I smoke anymore. It's so this movie's not going to be the top on my list. I think that's what it's for, though, right? I think this this movie's probably great for like the junior high crowd. I don't, you know, for like the Weird Al fans. Yeah, Weird Al fans, the half baked crowd. Yeah, it's it's a silly movie. I really think you'd have to be a fan of Al to get a lot of it. If you don't know Al, like even a little bit, then this movie is probably even dumber than somebody who, like us, who is at least somewhat familiar with his work. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, like you said, everything I agree with, right. It's just, it's just overall small. It's, it's not bad, but it's, it's, it's it's definitely, it's there. It's there. It's there. What also there? What also is there is movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Eric. That Wonderful. was a good. One. That was a good one. I'm proud of myself. Uh, but we all know that you guys don't go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com only to go click on our tab on the right side of the page. It will say vote now. You can cast your vote for the annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards. This is our eighth annual. You can vote for best film, worst film, most disappointing film, second look. The list goes on. Voting polls will close Christmas Day. And look for the first episode of the new year to come out with the Movie Guys Awards special. 
But until then, continue to download. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.